0: Kathy Penny and I are back at the round table and we're talking all things discretionary effort. Another episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to season four of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I am delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. We'll focus on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. You know, in season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We'll continue exploring accomplishment driven leadership in this roundtable by thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to becoming accomplishment driven leaders. At Students Matter, we believe it's a priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Hey, welcome back to The Wheelhouse. I'm Grant Chandler and I'm with my roundtable friends and colleagues, Penny Brockway and Kathy Moni. Good morning, ladies.
1: Good morning.
2: Good morning.
0: Here in the Midwest, we've survived a a ice storm in the last couple of days, so it is it is it's an odd odd week here. So this is an exciting and I think sometimes difficult conversation to have that we're that we're going to talk about today, um, in our third paradigm shift. So just as a reminder, our first in our first paradigm shift conversation, we talked about that movement from all and every to the word each, and all of our paradigm shifts are really about changing vocabulary. And then what does that mean theoretically? Um, In our last episode, we talked about the difference and the shift from managing and leading to navigate and to navigating. And today we are landing on this idea of moving from looking for and trying to cultivate buy-in to discretionary effort. Buy-in to discretionary effort. So let's talk about buy-in first because you know in our in all of our admin programs, buy-in is a significant part of the conversation, right? It's it's something that we're all told we've really got to we've really got to be focusing in on. So how do you all define buy-in?
1: I think that with you starting with saying that, you know, this is really a part of all of our conversations, um Previously, to to get that buy-in, to get to get that group, that um, critical mass of people that just are, are in agreement and can come along with you. So whether or not they believe in it or they really are behind you, we just simply need them to to come along to buy in, right? So just just tag along and let's go. So at least you're not opposing.
2: I think that's a great way to put it. But the first word that came to my mind when you said buy-in was vision, because when we hear about how do you cast the vision as the leader of the team and and help everybody understand it, and really you sell it, right? You have to sell it and then people can buy it. And I think when you apply those principles, it makes a lot of... Um, the analogy goes deeper that, that buy-in and that sell, right? Like, so I can, if I sell it well enough, they'll buy in, but you can buy something and, and not do a lot with it. You can return it too. Yeah. (laughs) You can (laughs) leave it on a shelf.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How often are we selling the idea versus you as the person? I mean, is this really about mm-hmm. the idea when we're get, when we're cultivating? Mm-hmm. Is this about the idea, the concept, the 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 destination, or is this about you, the leader?
2: Yeah, way more about the person, right? Um, because that's why you need to be so charismatic, or that's why you need to have all the right exact words that don't offend or don't you know what I mean all those things we protect from because it's really about them trusting and believing in you. Um, good things nothing wrong with that but I agree that's that's where you go with buy-in.
1: That's our marketing campaign right and how we market ourselves and so that people believe in in us so that they they buy us. that that buy-in could be you know temporary because it depends on how if they how they feel about me at that moment
0: you know when you guys were talking there was there you know i hadn't really thought about buy-in from the standpoint of um you can you can buy in and then you know literally or figuratively put it on the shelf right we buy a lot of things that we do nothing with i think that was a an incredibly astute comment and you can
2: return it, which I, you know, so you can, you can give your buy-in and, you know, ye who giveth can also take it away. And I can say that I bought it and I did. I absolutely did. But at some point I tapped out at some point I put it on a shelf. Mm. Um, And I think that's the huge difference. I, I think when you shift to discretionary effort, if I can go there now, you discretionary effort is something buy-in's an idea. it's something you might've done at one time and put on a shelf as we've just said, but discretionary effort shows up. You see it.
0: When we think about discretionary effort, what do we, what do we mean by that term? I know what I mean, but what do my, what do my brilliant friends mean? What do you, when you think about that term, you know, if someone is displaying or exerting
2: discretionary effort what's that mean to you? They've made an absolute personal decision to exert effort towards something. Um, they are you know not try not to use the word buy-in, but they are truly all in, right They've I guess made that decision and that is a not just a mind decision but it's a heart decision. I believe this, I want this, I'm going after this, and I'm doing whatever it takes. Um, and we can talk about that in a lot of realms of our lives where we put forth discretionary effort to help make something happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we choose to do it. We don't have to do it. It's a choice that we're making um, to be a part of whatever that might be that we're um that our discretionary effort is saying yeah i i want this i'm coming along i'm coming with
0: and, and i'm actually doing something right mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i think and i define it in very similar very similar lanes is you know discretionary effort is voluntary no one no one asks me <laughs> no one makes me there's no expectation thereof it is something that i do um because i think because I want to right it's, it's because I want to and in this realm um you know it's also a little bit limited in that we're as, as accomplishment driven leaders we want to cultivate that discretionary effort not just on anything like you know a lot of people do lots of things because they want to do them but actually toward that destination right so I I that destination I want to get to <laughs> and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this. Not because you tell me to, but because I think it would get us closer to that destination and I want to do that. And as leaders, accomplishment-driven leaders, what we're saying is our focus has to be deeper than buy-in, right? We should be cultivating
2: discretionary effort. And cultivating is an interesting word, Grant, because I think it ties into the other shifts we've talked about Um because as i was listening to you i was realizing yes and it is 100% personal in the sense that it's unique to me because i'm wired differently and i bring a different set of experiences to the table so my discretionary effort is going to be is going to look different or it's it's going to have a different impact than somebody else's discretionary effort
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really about that self-efficacy, right? And really um, that internal belief and those values in what you're agreeing to be a part of. And just as Grant mentioned earlier, it's not that you're just coming along, that you're actually engaged, embedded, believe. And there's that sense of agency. You know, with what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it, I constantly go back to you know Simon Sinek's golden circle, and that that center of all of that is grounded in um, that sense of being able to make your own decisions because they do believe in your um, that strategic vision. They believe in the whole, not just the person. So, how
0: important do you think the arenas? of accomplishment driven leadership are just in a broad sense to being able to cultivate for lack of a better term penny liked that word so i'll use it right mm-hmm. to being able to cultivate discretionary effort when we think of captainship poise guidance contemplation and realization you know where do you think they fit in
2: i i think they're foundational to cultivating because they are not they're not skills that you build, um, hence the difference between skill and competency, right? And they are, I mean, if you just take poise, right? Well, we can all have a definition for poise, but when you look at poise inside of me and you look at poise inside of Kathy, it is again going to appear unique, right? So as, as a accomplishment-driven leader, when you're trying to cultivate that within the people that are working with you to get toward this um this goal that you're after or the or this um destination you're headed toward you're you're um you're cultivating the poise of each of them individually and trying to pull that together at the same time to all work in the same direction um i don't know that i'm saying that very well it just they feel so foundational and individualized to each person
0: mm-hmm
1: and I think that in addition to poise, you know, there's um, captainship and really thinking about how we steer or navigate when we go back to our previous conversation and how, you know, what does that look like to truly um, navigate the entire system, all of the people, regardless of, you know, where, what their position is within the district or organization to really begin to have that and and demonstrate that discretionary effort in knowing that the strategic vision, the navigation, that coming alongside motivating, removing barriers, um, really allows people to want to choose to be a part of um, what's happening, that bigger picture. And that the significance of that captainship is, you know, just can't, can't be left unsaid.
0: Yeah. And as you guys were both talking, it's interesting how we all gravitate toward, you know, an arena, right? Uh, There, you know, Penny, Penny talks about poise. Kathy talks about captainship. Uh, You know, the one that came to mind for me right away was guidance, right? It's like, how do in order for someone to use, or even think about using discretionary effort toward a specific destination may require may require some some growing and some learning and some adult capacity building that mm-hmm. I may not get I may not be able as the leader to cultivate that if we're operating under old information or you know outdated I hate to use that term outdated skills or you know whatever whatever it may be we may have to we may have to grow somebody's competency i was um it was just just recently in a district and we were talking about you know we were talking about this difference between um fair and you know equitable and you know i'm thinking so if we we're trying to if we we're really trying to build you know a, a, an opportunity for discretionary effort there's some learning that has to occur around you know uh, around Equity and fairness, um, in order for them to even be able to cultivate any type of discretionary effort in in that area, I can't just expect right. Can't just expect it without without building some different level of adult capacity.
2: When I think about that grant, it makes me think that the discretionary effort people will bring to the table comes from exactly who they are and where they are. You can't make that up right? The the, um, false pretense that people might put on something shows up when you start talking at a level of discretionary effort. And so in a way, as we guide each individual and they bring that effort to the table, right? That discretionary effort, it almost crafts or creates the pathway that the team has to navigate in order to get to our destination, because wherever our discretionary effort comes into play, it shows our skills. It shows our will. I mean, it is will at its nth degree, I think, and it shows what we're capable of. So then it also shows a leader. Where do you start? Because you have to start with what people bring and grow them from there. And I think that's when you talk about that, I think, wow, sometimes you realize you can start way ahead of where you thought you could because the people are bringing an effort that is beyond and a skill with it beyond what um, I, I imagined or, oh, I got to back up because our our knowledge and our skill, because the will's there, the discretionary effort to move forward, they're all on board. But where we start and how we navigate that is often seen inside, I think, that effort that they do bring to the table.
0: Absolutely. and I think it's why adult capacity building and growing people is so, so incredibly important to the, to the work, right. That you can't get, and, you know, I'm going to, we're going to talk about growth next week. That's our, <laughs> that that is our paradigm shift for next week, but um, recognizing where people are, right. I think is, is absolutely key because they will choose to act if they want to, right. If, if, if they've chosen if they believe in the destination, they will choose to act in whatever way they're going to choose based on what they know. They're going to use a tool. They're going to use a a tool in their existing toolkit. They're not going to go looking for a new tool. They're going to use a tool that they have.
1: Um, I think it's, we, you see it too. So when you think about, you know, as Penny's talked about just who they are and the depth and really at your core, um, I think it's really evident in how they, They show up, you know, you see it because that through that choice, that discretionary effort, you know, there's, there's joy in, in what they're doing, um, because they do believe in why they're doing it. And it's, it's a very different staff member, different person, um, that walks through that door versus somebody who begrudgingly like at work again, You know, and on on a really simplistic level, you think about just, uh, you started by saying in the Midwest, we've, you know, we've had some, some crazy weather and, um, being in a superintendent seat to be able to have to make the decision about a snow day is about one of the worst things you can do, but thinking about how people even respond to a leader for something as simple as, as calling or not calling a snow day. Um, I think about the difference in, you know, when I was in the superintendent seat and how you know, when people believe in in you and what you're doing, um and there they are living that as well. Even a simple act of calling a snow day is very different in how people respond versus those that may just be buying. because that buy-in, when we go back to that that gone if they don't agree with your decision on a snow day for you know it just on the simplest level of when we think of going back to our managing and lead in those management pieces um when we're we're talking about individuals or a collective of the team that that truly are exhibiting that discretionary effort, it's a it's a different response with every decision that's made. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm really so thrilled you use the word joy, Kathy, because (laughs) I thought, yeah, that is it, right? Grant has done work on his joy-filled learning. And I and I think about people who come to the table, come to I don't even want to use the word work every day, who it's it's not a job anymore it is not a job it's a passion it's a reason it's a purpose and it's collective in our industry and in our talk about accomplishment driven leadership it's collective so it's not individualized or self um self promoting it is truly um following a path along with a team for something you all want to strive for together and mm-hmm. um that's just so good for the spirit so good for the soul mm-hmm.
0: are are we saying that all of these
2: these uh you know
0: educational leadership programs are wrong by going by by teaching about buy-in no Mm-mm. but but buy-in's the low bar you know mm-hmm. yeah buy-in precedes discretionary effort I have to I have to choose I have to go, okay right i have to go okay yes okay that idea is a good one or you know you're a good leader or that's an okay destination but we argue we got to take it further right we got that's not good enough mm-hmm. you know for an accomplishment driven leader it's not okay if the people in their charge say okay all of these paradigm shifts that we've been talking about and there will be more yet in this season all of these paradigm shifts are are how we really change what it means to to be a leader to you know that's how we're redefining this 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 leadership role that we call uh, accomplishment driven leadership um any final thoughts
2: to the conversation today? I appreciate, Grant, that you said it's not to say that that's wrong, that it is a first bar to get to get onto, right, and over and beyond. And um, I think it's a sign when you know your team has bought in you start to look for next steps, right? Or when you know a person has bought in and is asking good questions and is continuing the conversation, you start to watch for the signs of where they can bring their efforts, their discretionary effort to the table and how you can honor that. And I think that is um, the true sign that you're on the right path.
1: And I also appreciate that, you know, we keep bringing back to, um, we're not saying these other pieces aren't still necessary. I mean let's think about the fact that when when a, a board chooses a superintendent, there has to be a level of that buy-in <laughs> that you know they're buying into that person. so even that that initial act of of making the choice of who they want to lead their district, has to be there. So I think it's always important. And I appreciate that you bring us back to that and reminding um, ourselves and our audience that we're not saying all of these other things aren't still in play, that they aren't still important, but we really are are trying to move beyond that. That's the goal of accomplishment-driven leadership and how these conversations hopefully um, are resulting in additional conversations with leaders um, from our audience that are, are saying, yeah, but what that, yeah, I got that. I get that, but the, it's time to go further.
0: Yeah. That was the point that is accomplishment driven leaders go after m- more, right? It's deeper. It's more significant. Uh, they want, they want something differently than just, uh, those things that we are used to going after. Speaking of that, Next week in episode five, we're going to talk about the shift moving away. This is a painful one. The shift moving away from giving people feedback to growth, cultivating growth. We'll see you next week in The Wheelhouse. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of season four drop every Tuesday beginning February 7th and running through March 28th. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, Drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on LinkedIn or Mastodon. And of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or any other place where you find your podcasts. It can also be found on our website uh, at Captivate. And that address is h-t-t-p-s forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot fm slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. Proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work, but being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got it.